Please stand clear of the doors. So, guys, on the monorail, we're headed back to our resort. So excited. Don't let me forget, I need to pick up some Pop Century souvenirs for gifts. You know what? It's too bad you can't just take the soap and shampoo anymore. Yeah, totally unrelated. But Alex, are you done with that water bottle? Yeah. Welcome to episode 153 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. I'm Chris. Today we will be giving the his on Disney's Pop Century Resort. Right now we are recording live for our Goof Troop members. If you want to watch us live once a week, sign up for our Goof Troop. All you got to do is go to dizhis.com and there you will find the link on the very top. As well as seeing our beautiful faces, you'll be entered into our lovely giveaways. We have given away signed comics, wax melts, Disney merch, Diz His merch, and many other things. Guys, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but we actually have a Diz His smell now and yes. three chicky chicks. And I actually got like a promo of it. Oh, it smells pretty amazing. Does yeah, it? Wow. it? It smells really good. What did we end up going uh, so with? Act- huh? What was the official, like, what did we end up going with? What is it supposed to smell like? So I guess it smells like, which I mean, it, to me, it smells, it smells really good. It's like a tropical type smell, but it's like vanilla ice cream with um, some strawberry and, uh, and some peach. So it, it smells really good. Oh, cool. Uh, How does it taste? Yeah. It, uh, you know, I actually had it for dessert. A little yesterday. waxy. A little, yeah, definitely a little waxy. I put a little salt and pepper on it. It, 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 it was not that bad. Uh, so at, we're actually doing a giveaway for that wax melt because it's up on the store. We'll be doing a giveaway in a couple of weeks. So if you want to go ahead and join in on that giveaway, all you got to do is join the Goof Troop. Uh, not only do you get access to the cool giveaways, you also get access to our Goof Troop chat where you can interact with us and our other Goof Troop members. We talk Disney daily and have Disney-themed questions. Plus, our live shows are kind of a mess. So, yeah, and it's low. It's $2 a month you can join. So go ahead and check us out at DizHis.com. And if you want to send us some information, email us at DizHisHistory at gmail.com. You can give us information that we might have missed out on past history or information that you know that we don't. or Tell us if we're not doing very well, or to us, if, tell us if we're doing great. Yes, please Maybe give I mean, us because last couple, last couple of emails, they, they've been kind of getting on Alex, which you know, <laughs> this is the way it's going to have to That's be. Fine. That's I know, fine. I mean, I'm, I, I know I'm perfect and everything, but it's, it's, they're getting on Alex, so we need to give him a little bit of a break. So send us some good emails, you know, that would be nice. And also, if you have any ideas for future episodes, go ahead and send us that email. And if you want to share a memory, call us at 707-842-0345. But today, guys, we are be- going to be giving the history on Disney's Pop Century Resort. Have you guys ever stayed there? I have never stayed at the Disney Pop Century Resort. I have kind of been on property before there. I'm not sure why I went there. Chris, have you been there? I have not. Alex? Never seen it. Jen, have you been yes, there? Yes, I have Tell stayed Tell us a little there. bit about it. Um, my, well, my last, uh, my last stay there was... I was not really happy with it. The room wasn't clean. Ugh. We can edit that out. What is that? Universal? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like I dropped something on the floor and I went to go pick it up and like I couldn't find it. So it's kind of on my hands and knees. And I, there was like this, I think it was like cocoa pebbles that was all over the floor like, in the carpet. Yeah. Did you eat them? That really good? With cocoa pebbles. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you know, no. it happens. I mean, not. I mean, not even Disney's perfect. I mean, there's been a couple of experiences where I've been to Disney 
uh, where it wasn't perfect, but it's okay. It happens. No, I mean, but as far as, you know, any, any Disney resort room is a resort room on property where, you know, you're getting those benefits and, you know, the perks of staying on property. Um, it's definitely, uh, overwhelming the size of it. Yes. Um, just because it's just so big. There's so many rooms, so many different buildings that, you know, it's, it's kind of overwhelming at times. Um, but I mean, for a quick place to stay and, you know, before we were DVC owners, you know, we had stayed there more than once. I remember when it opened, you know, it was kind of cool. The novelty, the homage to the different decades. So, um, cool place to go check out. And, you know, like I said, it's still on property. Yeah, I have, exactly. I have a hot take on a uh, pop century. No, oh, no. <laughs> My take is you can have your Polynesian, you can have your Glen, Grand Floridian. Give me Pop Century. I like this. I, I like these resorts that are in your face, Disney. I don't like the resorts that you go and there's like, you know, maybe uh, hidden Mickeys everywhere. I like the in your face, obnoxious uh, Disney stuff. And I don't know if there's mm-hmm. any more obnoxious of a place than Pop Century. It's very loud, not in the sense of audio quality. Just when you walk around, it's a loud place as a visual. Yeah, I agree. And I love that. I think it's I think it's really cool. Um, I stayed at Art of Animation, which is across the that little river or creek or whatever you want to call it from Pop Century. And it's uh, kind of similar themed with the big statues and stuff. But mm-hmm. Pop Century just oh, my gosh, Pop Century just blows it out of the water with all their uh, obnoxiousness in the best way possible. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's cheap. So, yeah, it is cheap. Right. And a lot of families do stay here. So this week, you know, we're doing the Disney Pop Century Resort. Next week, we're actually going to be rating, kind of doing like a bracket like we did with the princesses, but we're going to be doing it with all the Disney resorts, right? Yes. Uh, Adam has a game that we're going to play next week. We're kind of going to, uh, you know, do 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 an episode on it next week, which is going to be a lot of fun. But we figured, you know, we'll go ahead and kind of give a little introduction to, I, I would Ooh. say this is a, I, I feel like this, re, the Pop Century Resort is a popular resort. I feel like this is a really good option for families to go to if they want to stay on property. Adam, Adam sure. in uh, chat said resort draft. So I'm really excited now because I love drafts. I don't know how to make fire. Now don't try to give me man cups. I made a deal with you. What I desire is man's red fire to make my dream come true. Let's get to the his on Disney's Pop Century Resort. Give me the power of man's red flower so I can be like you. Oh, Disney's Pop Century is a resort in Walt Disney World. It opened in 2003 and is classified as a value-priced resort. The theme is 20th century pop culture, but due to bad timing, the second half of the resort was never finished. The completed resort areas range from the 50s era to the 90s and have 2,880 available rooms. You know, I mean, I feel like, and maybe it's just because I'm on the side of TikTok, I don't know, but... It, when this place opened, it was kind of cool and unique to see, you know, different memorabilia from those different decades, especially for people who are, you know, remember the 80s and, you know, the 70s vividly. You know, it's kind of cool to see those things in person. I mean, behind glass, albeit, but, you know, the stuff that's in the lobby, you know, the games, the stuff that you remember from your childhood. Now it seems like it's a lot more prevalent. I don't know. <laughs> so, but when it opened, it was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, you remember the 80s, right, Chris? <laughs> I know I remember I, the I, 80s. Um, I don't even know if my parents were thinking about me in the 80s. The 80s. What, um, what, a, what, what a happened in two years that was. 
Oh, God. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Some of us I lived remember. through it in its entirety. I remember the 80s. It was the best the best decade of my life, probably. <laughs> it was all downhill I tell your that. son that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the 2000s. I mean, a lot of bad things happen. So I'm going to stick with the 80s as being one of the best. Uh, but, Jen, how many times would you say have you stayed here? Uh, two or three times. And, I definitely uh, you... preferred it to All Star. If I had to pick, if if I was looking at, you know, staying at a value placed resort, you know, there was a, a deal out there, Florida resident, whatever, and I had to pick between the two. I always tried to lean towards Pop Century as opposed to All Star. Don't ask me why. All Star is kind of dumb. I get. It's just like I don't know why, it's, man. I think all I don't, I don't think you can go wrong staying on property. I, I mean, really no, don't. No, you right? can't. No, I but agree. If you had the choice, but if you had the choice, like I wouldn't. Like, if I had the choice to stay at this one or or All Star, it wouldn't even. It would take me less than a millisecond to choose Pop Century over All Star Resort. I don't know, man. I love Smash Mouth, so I might have to go with All Star. That's so lame. That's <laughs> all right. I'll take it. Walt Disney's Parks and Resorts constructed its first ever value-priced resorts. The resorts opened during the 1990s. All-Star movies, All-Star music, and All-Star sports. These properties had great success, which led the Disney executives to decide to build a fourth value-priced resort. The new resort, Pop Century, would consist of two sections and be built at the same time. The estimated opening date was 2001. After the 9-11 attacks, park attendance dwindled, and Disney had to decide to end construction on one of the resorts. The one they kept construction on was called Pop Century The Classic Years, which was themed around the 1950s to the 1990s. The resort they halted construction on was Pop Century The Legendary Years, which would have consisted of theming from the 1900s to the 1940s. The two resorts were going to be connected via a bridge named the Generation Gap Bridge, which would allow guests to walk over the Hourglass Lake. The Classic Years had its opening date delayed twice, First to March 2002, and then in December 2003, the Legendary Years parking lot was utilized for overflow from the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex. Disney's Pop Century Resort was originally supposed to have 20 buildings that held over 5,000 rooms, but due to canceling the construction on the Legendary Years, the resort only opened with 2,880 rooms. The Legendary Buildings lay unfinished for all to see for almost 10 years. This led people to call Pop Century the Pop Half Century Resort. Disney's Pop Century Resort officially opened on December 14th, 2003. So I was looking at an article at the theming of this place, and it reminded me of one of the one of my favorite um, amenities in these resorts, the H2O shampoo and body wash and stuff. Um, first of all, I love free toiletries from hotels. I have a plethora of body lotions from various hotels that I've stayed at. Uh-huh. So How many? A good amount. So years ago... They used to give you the little, I call them like airplane bottles of the, mm-hmm. um, of the, the travel size. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Now they lock them up in the shower, mm-hmm. which I like even better because all you have to do, get a water bottle and just pump that baby in there. So I had Is like that what three, you do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A water like, bottle. Oh, yeah. I, I had like three water bottles full of this stuff. I was using it for like six months before I ran out. It was um, and it, first of all. Who goes to the gift shop and buys this stuff when it's sitting there for you? Guess what? When you run out, they just refill it for you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, man, funny, man, this guy goes through a lot of body wash. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the Disney bo- body wash and stuff, too. I like the lotions. like my favorite thing. 
Yeah. The shampoo is not good for all different hair types. I will say that. So think about the other half of what could have been the legendary years. Uh, do you think that would have been a nice addition to this resort? Or do you think it would have been not that cool because it's only, you know, from the, what is it, 1900s to 1940s? What do you think? I actually think that part would have been really cool because the further you're, the further removed you are from history, you know, the cooler it is to see, you know, kind of artifacts and theming and, you know, there's definitely a lot of opportunity, a lot of very, um, of different types of, um, decor and architecture, you know, huge potential there. Yeah. Well, decor, not really. Cause all the buildings are the same, right? Or you just about the stuff they put outside. The stuff they put outside, yeah. you know, little touches that they put, you know, inside the main areas. I think that it could have been pretty cool. Are each room's design different? They're themed to the building they're in? They're themed to the decade the building they're in, yes. Okay, because I didn't see anything about rooms when I did the research. So I guess the 1900s and early like that would be kind of uncomfortable with no air conditioning and stuff. So I, I, I'm <laughs> kind of good they stay away from that. Just everyone has their windows open. They're like, <laughs> it's so hot. You know, next year, we're doing 1920s at least. At least. <laughs> Tara says, I hate that now I'm going to have to take an empty travel bottle to the resorts. <laughs> You're welcome. I know. And that's what, we're, that's what I'm going to do, too. I feel like a lot of us are going to do that now. Yeah, dude. When you pay, like, $150, $200 a night, I'm taking everything. Their comforters are really comfortable. You know, you have your, your water of shampoo or whatever, and you're getting really thirsty in the middle of the night, and then you... Big, nice big swig of shampoo. Mm. It's, not, it's not the worst Fresh thing I've ever drank, Joe. You know what's going to happen sure. is Disney's going to listen to this podcast episode and they're going to change the way they do it. They're going to have like, I don't know, they're going to have a, a quarter. It's a quarter full. How many days are you staying? Four days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those bottles get filled a quarter. <laughs> they keep track. They come they're in with a roller. The, they're going to start having the little like car, the barcodes in the bottom. <laughs> I don't care. I, I, I'm shameless. I, uh, I'm the guy at the restaurant that goes over to the next table if my ketchup's out and just grabs their ketchup. I'll go next door to my neighbors and be like, hey, you know, my, my shampoo ran out. Just walk right in and grab their shampoo. <laughs> you just wait. You go, hey, you, you leaving today? Yeah. Can I come in and get your shampoo? You're not going to use it anymore, right? You have a little bit left. Mind if I, you mind if I get a quick shower? So funny story about shampoo. Oh. <laughs> When we were at, when we were at Alani, they had specific Alani products, right? In the shower. Um, but they were the little bottles and the lotion smelled really good. It's really tropical. It wasn't like anything that they had anywhere else. So I wanted to buy it and they don't sell it. Now they don't mm. have it in the spa. They don't have it in the gift shop. They don't have it anywhere. So my brilliant brain says, I'm going to ask them for a lot more and I'm going to take it home. And so we had a two bedroom. So there was, you know, a bunch of people in there. So we're like, yeah, we need a lot of lotion, a lot of shampoo. We're going to take all this stuff home. They send up a, like one of those little mini trash bags full of the H2O <laughs> products like they have, what? you know, in the resorts here, not the other ones. So now we're stuck with all this stuff trying to figure out how we're going to, what are we going to do with it? Cause we didn't really want that. We wanted the Alani one. <laughs> <laughs> I would have taken that and I would have ran and probably see what, uh, probably some good value if you were to resell that online. I was going to say, is that, is that you eBay, uh, user number, you know, whatever selling your, <laughs> selling your I'm soap. Sure. Let me see H2O. Uh... Oh, it's on there. It's all over. And the Alani stuff is on there too. It pisses me off. 
<laughs> yeah, here we go. Here's the free. Here's the free. Um, uh, I'm looking on eBay right now. Six ninety nine for all four products. Uh, pretty good. Fifty one piece travel size Disney Resort H two O conditioner and shampoo. Somebody took fifty one pieces of this thing. Oh my gosh. I respect that. <laughs> just place to bid. I'll let you guys know. Guests who stay at Pop Century must check in inside Classic Hall. Inside the lobby are walls covered in shadow boxes with memorabilia that are iconic images from the 1950s through the 1990s. Also at the lobby is a free-to-play arcade, which runs Donkey Kong Jr. and Mario Bros. The resort itself is broken up into motile-style buildings, each building representing a decade from the 1950s to the 1990s. The central building, which is Classic Hall, also holds the arcade room, food court, and gift shop. Each building is a four-story version of the buildings found at the all-star resorts. The buildings are themed, and surrounding the structures are giant replicas of iconic toys or items from the decades. Behind the classic hall is the Hippy Dippy Pool, which is located by the 1960s-themed building. Disney Imagineers worked with some of the original manufacturers to recreate the iconic items that tower near their decades building. A giant Dunkin' Yo-Yo sits by the 1960s building, which also has a giant Baloo and Mowgli. Also by the 1960s building is a 1964 Chevrolet Corvette Stingray Coupe, stationed by a goofy statue and swimming attire holding a surfboard. The 1950s building has bowling pin staircases, a giant jukebox, and a giant statue of Lady the Tramp. The 1970s building has a giant foosball setup, a four-story big wheel, and a giant classic Mickey Mouse phone. The 1980s building has a giant Roger Rabbit statue, Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, and Rubik's Cube staircases. The 1990s building has cell phone staircases, a giant laptop, and a giant floppy disk with a computer keyboard. These larger-than-life icons were digitally drawn after Imagineers studied the original toys or objects. A machine then cuts foam to exact measurements to be assembled. The foam is then covered with fiberglass. The foam is then replaced with steel armatures. This is my favorite part about the resort is all these uh, huge, like, larger-than-life objects laying around. I, not only is it, like, a little blast from the past, and if you have that nostalgia of whoever you're with, for me, be the 90s, you know, for my dad, be the 60s, 70s, you know, stuff like that. So it's mm-hmm. cool walking through and seeing all this stuff. It's kind of like, it. it's not Disney, but it's making you feel like a kid again, which is Disney. So it's kind of cool how, I don't know, it's just, you're, you're fully submerged Submer oh my gosh. Immerse. You're fully immersed <laughs> in your childhood, which is really cool. Yeah, this the looking at the pictures of the giant items, they are really cool. And I do want to go at not if not stay at the resort, at least go walk around it uh sometime in the near future because it does look cool. Um surprised they got all these items that aren't Disney in there. You yeah, know? I was thinking the same thing. You know, I wonder they, if they have to pay for that or if they appreciate the fact that they're using their stuff as advertisement. You know, no, right. It is like free is advertising. Business. No, business is business. I'm sure they had to pay royalties. Huh. You got to wonder how, because there's a lot of different, um, unless it's the, we, I wonder if it's like the same couple companies that make all those games, if they, or it's a bunch of them, that'd be interesting to look into. It'd be cool if we did the history on Pop Century sometime, we could look into stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I do uh, research and sometimes stuff just does not pop up. When I was doing the history and I saw that the lobby has an arcade that you can play for free, which is awesome. I would stand there and play arcade for a long time until there's a line and I have to go in the back of the line. But <laughs> uh, they have Donkey Kong Jr. and Mario Rose, and it would be so much better if they had Fix-It Felix Jr. on there. It's a missed opportunity. You know, they used to have at Disney Quest a whole room of just Fix-It Felix Jr. games. Did they really? 
They did at the very end. The last time we went there, it was a smaller room, but that's, they had a half a dozen um, consoles with just fix it Felix Jr. Wow. That'd be, I, I've never played it. I don't know if it's, I don't know why I've looked at an app store. It's not an app. It should be an app because it should be an available game. Pop Sundry has no sit down restaurants, but does have a wide variety of foods available at Pop Food Court, which is off the main lobby. The court is separated into several sections. One area may have pizza, while another offers burgers. Also to align with the theme of yesteryear, Pop Food Court also offers a variety of comfort food. The most famous item at Pop Food Court is the tie-dye cheesecake. This item debuted in 2003 and has become synonymous with the resort. It is a rainbow-colored cheesecake that sits on top of a thin red velvet cake. Outside the buildings in the resort, you can of course look at the large icons, but also there are signs next to the walking paths highlighting major events that happened between the 1950s and 1990s. Once on the walkway path, it may take you to the Generation Gap Bridge, and for 10 years, the bridge would take you over to the uncomplete Pop Century Legendary Years. Large overgrown grass and brush made walking the grounds difficult. The lobby building displayed large numbers from the 1900s to the 1940s. Guests were not sure what was going to happen to the unfinished area. Many speculated that it was too late to finish the concept. The first half of the century was outdated. The new generation of parents who are checking into resorts were raised on films like Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast. In 2006, Disney announced that they will be taking the unfinished area and rebranding it to Art of Animation. The only building that shares their layout with Pop Century is the Little Mermaid building. The construction began in 2010. The rest of the buildings were built specifically for Art of Animation and were finished and opened by 2012. Would this resort so have been too big if they did the... If they did that, I kind of like how like, I, I love art of animation, but it's kind of hard to think that that would have been one big resort. Yeah. Double the size that it is now. And it would have it would have been very big. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Would have needed more than one bus for sure. Jeez. Yeah. That and a check in desk because uh, the check in desk from the where the main lobby is walking to Little Mermaid is brutal. I can't even imagine walking across that bridge and, you know, whatever to. Well, I, th I imagine Ugh. they would have a, its own checkout desk in the other half because it's kind of like two halves make up the one resort. Right. Uh, that would type make of thing. the most sense. Yeah. But do you think this is that? I mean, I think that was a better decision than doing the 2000s to, you know, I said it earlier, instead of doing uh, 1900s to 1940s, I think switching it to the art of animation was a better idea because, like they said, uh, parents who are bringing their kids or people who like to go to Disney like the more of the IP included in the resorts. And this one has IP at the wazoo. Yeah. Although a hotel modeled after World War One would be pretty interesting. <laughs> I was going to say something like that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They did dodge a bullet there. They, they, they missed both world wars by starting the sixties. So um, I feel like also what I wanted to say earlier was, you know, we were talking about those toys and the different things they kind of have like all around the resort and yeah. like how larger than life it was. Uh, kind of reminds me of Art of Animation, definitely, in a way. You right. Know, I was going to mention that earlier. Uh, that's one of my favorite things about Art of Animation is like kind of like the big, big statues. I've seen pictures, you know, of the statues that are on Pop Century. I mean, Jen has it as her background right now. I think it's super cool. I think this is something that I would do. I kind of like, I like larger than life and it's kind of like, no, not normal every day. It's not, you know, I don't walk outside my house and there's big, you know, statues everywhere. So I think that's something, especially for kids and even for adults, that's it's, it's cool. Yeah. And the is new uh, resort in, uh, I think Tokyo, uh, or as a Hong Kong, the um, toy story resort that just opened, it has 
kind of the feel where you go outside and everything's larger than life because you're supposed to be the size of a toy. So it kind of mm-hmm. takes from this pop century and automation where the outside, everything is super large. And look how colorful it is. I mean, look at Jen's picture. It's like just super colorful. Very right? vibrant, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, I feel like, especially with the upgrades that was at 2017, I feel like this is a good resort. 100%. The Pop Century Resort got renovated in 2017. Even though it was considered one of the best value resorts hotels in Disney World, the rooms got even better. They added in modern furnishing, laminated wood floors, coffee makers, refrigerators, and upgrade to queen beds and a pull-down Murphy bed. By 2018, the refurbishment was completed at Pop Century. In 2017, Disney announced a future addition of a gondola system that would connect four resorts to Epcot and Hollywood Studios. In 2019, the Skylines were completed and started transporting guests around Disney World. One of the stations for the gondola is between Pop Century and Art of Animation, right by the Generation Gap Bridge. This transportation takes guests right over Hourglass Lake with an amazing view of both resorts. I can't even imagine what the line is for the Skyliner. Yeah, it probably would be long. It probably would be long. Do you think they need to change the bridge name from Generation Gap to something else? Because it's not gapping into generations now. No, that was cute. You know, that was that was punny. Yes. When uh, when they were, you know, envisioning that whole resort. But yeah, no, it like, doesn't make any when sense. When they decided to open up a new resort that wasn't what they were planning on doing, they shouldn't rename the bridge something else. You got any suggestions? Oh, yeah. Bridge A. <laughs> just it's really so, basic. It's probably, it's probably so low in their list of priorities. Like, ah, oh, it's the budget resort. They'll just, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> They're like, hey, should we re- change the bridge? What bridge? One of the Valley Resorts. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy that they waited till 2017 to give people coffee makers in their rooms. Did people not drink coffee before 2017? Like they didn't know that people wanted coffee when they woke up? I don't think that was a value resort perk. I think if you wanted if you wanted to have coffee at your disposal that badly, you needed to stay in a moderate resort but there. It's just a Mr. coffee Co. maker. It's not it's not that crazy of an idea to have a little coffee maker. Well, no, because then you put coffee in the rooms and then people like Chris come along and stay and they, they do. take all your coffee pods. And... I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I never steal coffee because I'm always afraid they're going to charge me for it. What? <laughs> I haven't been charged for the 16 pillows that I've gotten over the years, though. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I usually don't drink coffees in the, like coffee in the room. I usually go get it somewhere. I usually, that's, one, that's like one of my favorite things to do is I wake up early and go like for a walk around the resort. Kind of seeing all the people starting their day and then get a coffee somewhere else. You're like, you know what? I'm spending a lot of money to stay here. I want to go spend more money before I go to the park and spend more money. No, I'm with Joe on this. There's no there's no worse way to start your day than just an average cup of coffee. Damn, you got to start it right. All yeah. coffee's average. Oh, see. You have no taste, Alex. Quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. If you count the standing bowling pins at Disney's Pop Century Resort, there are only nine of them. The 10th pin is in the bowling pool located adjacent to the 1950 section of the resort. Surrounding the pool are triangular lane markers used for bowling. At the Pop Century lobby, you can ask for the scavenger hunt map when you check into the resort. Real quick, before you move on, right? Yeah. Do you see all the new scavenger hunt things that they're adding all over the resorts? No. They're adding all these scavenger hunt things. There's like um, in a oh, really? mansion, like, yeah, all over the resorts. Oh, that's cool. Each day, you can join cast members in the lobby and food court area to dance. The twist is at 8 a.m. and the hustle is at 6 p.m. 
Pop Century has their own bus system, which takes you directly to the parks without stopping at other resorts. In the 1960s area of Disney's Pop Century, you'll see an adorable elephant and a cute giraffe peeking out of the top of the canister. If you take an even closer look, you'll see thumbprints on the ears of the Play-Doh elephant. That's cool. We here at Diz His think Pop Century Resort is an amazing value resort. It has a great theme, and with the large icons outside, it gives guests a great reason to just walk around. It doesn't hurt that the gondola station is so close, making Pop Century a great resort to stay at for a long trip. It is one of the best values that will not disappoint. Ever roll out of bed and feel like being a little bad? Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Company has you covered with their Villain Wax Melt line. The Sea Hag Melt will have you wanting to use that body language like Ursula with its bouquet of roses, lily, lilacs, and sweet violets with undernotes of musk. If you feel like you're going to have a meltdown like Hades, throw in the Wax Melt Ruler of the Underworld, which will fill your home with smells of lavender, rosemary, lemon verbena, cinnamon, coriander, leather, amber, and hints of smoke. Or, if you just feel like you are just the evilest one of all, get yourself the Mistress of Evil Melt. These Maleficent-inspired melts will release a woodsy scent with its crisp pine needles, white fir, clove, patchouli, oak, and sugar pine. No matter how you're feeling, make sure to visit MagicallyScented.com to purchase a wide range of wax melts, candles, and room sprays, all made by three cheeky chicks. There are plenty of holiday sales that will allow you to buy any smell that fits your attitude. That's three cheeky chicks at MagicallyScented.com. Check us out on Weeby Geeks, a new podcast website where you can find all your favorite geeky content. Just head over to WeebyGeeksBC.com. That's WeebyGeeksBC.com. And listen to all the other awesome podcasts, as well as Diz Is. Diz Is Diz Is Review. Review. So D plus for this week, uh, you know, something a little bit different. It's the 4th, you know, May the 4th with you uh so we're gonna be talking kind of about our favorite star wars movie character first favorite memories and i just want to kind of want to share one of my memories first is my actually my first memory is actually getting into star wars right and i first you know the, we had the original movies like four five and six i tried watching them i wasn't really into it i was probably like 13 you know years old and then phantom menace came out and that's kind of what got me into star wars and i actually went to go see it with jen and her husband in the movie theater. Uh, so that's kind of like my memory. And I remember kind of watching it. I was like, oh, this is like really good. Like I really liked it. And that's really what got me into Star Wars was watching Phantom Menace in the theater. You know, I think we went like opening night and it was like crazy. You know, this was this was went back when opening night wasn't at 7 p.m. This was when it was like at 12 a.m., mm-hmm. you know, and uh and that's that's what got me into Star Wars was once again, you know, Jen and her husband got me into Disney and they also got me into Star Wars, I guess, too. I was going to say, it sounds like yeah, we're pretty a, influential. In they your got life. you into cruises. Yeah, that's true. Did. What's the next thing, that's Jen? True. Alani, if we can get him out there. Um, I'm like you, Joe. Episode one was my initial watch of Star Wars. I've seen the originals, but going to the theater and seeing it, you know, on the big screen. Episode one was the first. And like you, it got me into the series and starting to love the movie, all the movies. Well, me being the oldest one that was around during some of the initial releases for the very first time. 
<laughs> um, I don't remember seeing them in, I don't remember seeing Return of the Jedi in the theater, though. I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, I know my husband did. But um, we grew up on these movies. So to say that, you know, we have a good knowledge base of them and are pretty big fans. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Of course, that would be the reason why, you know, we're dragging Joe along at midnight to a premiere and in the 90s with late 90s, early 2000s. Yes. 99, I think, right? Yeah. Man, I loved. How about you, Chris? I loved going to that movie when I was 11. It was fun. (laughs) <laughs> so my favorite star Wars memory is probably my childhood so since i was born in 95 i kind of got to grow up with the prequels so i got to i i really appreciated the prequels when i started uh, understanding you know what makes a good movie i started liking them a little less but i i still love them because um you know st- standing them up against the original series they're, they're not as good but i still hold them like near and dear to my heart because that was my childhood so the very first Star Wars movie I ever saw in theaters was I was 10. I saw Revenge of the Sith. And I remember, you know, who I went with. My mom took us because it was PG-13. Uh-huh. We couldn't get in by ourselves. We had like a, a, you know, lightsaber fights when we got home. But just I, I was so fortunate to grow up in that era because not only did I get to experience the movies, but also Lego Star Wars, yeah. uh, the video games. The um, I had these little things called Star Wars Attactics. And yes. and knows what those are. I had those a bunch are cool. of those. Yep. And then lastly, Star Wars Battlefront 2, the original one on uh-huh. PS2. Me and my friends used to play that all the time. So just being able to grow up with this such fun, um, you know, Star Wars games and toys and stuff like that was just really fun. So obviously that's Disney's goal is to go ahead and kind of grab these new generations to have lifelong fans, right? So probably here, I think, you know, they're probably going to make, I think they are going to make new Star Wars movies and going to grab a whole new generation oh, yeah. of people. And then, then what's going to happen? They're going to be like, oh, I mean, these movies are great. Let's watch the old ones. And of course, they're going to get all into it. I think these, I heard that the new generation of like Star Wars movie movies are not going to have anything to do with the old, like, you know, plot, right? No, there are some times. Did you not see the Obi-Wan trailer that released today? Well, I mean, that's not, that's, that's not, not I think new. that's still part of the old stuff. Yeah. I, mean, I think they're going to make me making a totally new Star Wars movies. Like a new series, like, like a new trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably. And you know what's interesting? Because I was at work today at school, and they had May 4th be with you. And, uh, you know, kids are wearing every, almost every kid is wearing their Star Wars shirt, which, you know, go back 15 years ago, you know, no one would predict that every kid in school will be rocking some kind of Star Wars shirt. If it's That's not right. Baby Yoda, if it's not Boba Fett, it's some kind of Star Wars, yeah. you know, shirt. And 15 years ago, no one would predict that. So going back even, I mean, you can go even further than that because, you know, in in my childhood, you know, that was kind of one of those things that was almost underground. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you definitely yeah. were not, you know, broadcasting that by wearing those shirts to school, you know, in the uh, early to mid 90s. So now it that true. it's so mainstream, that's it's really cool, actually, that it's so mainstream. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to comment on that saying how cool it is that now it's like it's cool to wear Star Wars stuff. And it's, Mm. you know, we'll compliment you on your shirts when you wear Star Wars stuff now. Hey there, fellow Disney enthusiasts. Scott here from the No New Friends podcast. Now, I'm not here to shamelessly plug the No New Friends podcast. No, I want to tell you all about the Diz His Goof Troop or Patreon. Now, you hear Joe and Jen and Chris and Alex talking about Patreon all the time. But I wanted you to hear from an actual Patreon member how cool it is to be a member of the Goof Troop. 
you get exclusive access to early release, show notes, and then my two favorite aspects, the cutting room floor material, the things that you don't get to hear on Spotify or Apple or any other platform that you listen to. And there's a lot of mistakes and a lot of really funny things that happen in that cutting room floor. Also, you get access to the live recordings. And I'm going to tell you these live recordings are fantastic. Between Alex's mispronunciation of words or just Joe being silly or Chris making a really funny joke, it's worth the price of admission just to watch the live episodes. Plus, you get to chat and interact with some amazing Goof Troop members that have me rolling on the floor in laughter first thing in the morning all the way till I go to sleep at night. It's just so much fun. And I wanted you to hear it from an actual Goof Troop member how cool it is to be a Diz His Patreon member. Just visit their website, dizhis.com, and click on the Goof Troop link for as low as $2 a month. That's only $24 a year. You get all this access, and it's worth it. Trust me, dizhis.com. Click on the Goof Troop link. Check us out streaming on award-winning Disney streaming site, Sorcerer Radio, on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, or catch us again at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorcerer Radio is an amazing 24-7 Disney radio. Just visit srsounds.com or download the Sorcerer Radio app. Niels wants to know. Hello, this is Niels from Catchroom Disney Parks on Instagram, recording live at Disneyland Paris again. Or should I have said, bonjour, monsieur et madame. This time I'm in Frontierland, where we have a different soundtrack than the Frontierlands in the American parks, I believe. We have classic Western movie tunes playing to make Europeans feel like they've entered a Clint Eastwood movie. Uh, as that's what uh, the Wild West is for most uh, of us. Here in Disneyland Paris, Frontierland is my favorite land. So onto your question, give me your top three lands in the Magic Kingdom. So we have Main Street, Liberty Square, Frontierland, Adventureland, Fantasyland and Tomorrowland. Okay, let's go. Um, man, giving top three is hard. Did, did he say Main Street? Was that one of them? He did said he that, it, that as counts as one of them, okay. yes. That counts as okay. a land. He I'm said, pulling yeah. them up so I can see. So I would think I'd have to go with, um, man, that's, I think Adventureland would be one of my top ones. Is, um, do you is, have to rank them in order one, two, three? Yes. Does Adventureland extend out to, uh, oh my gosh. Frontierland? See, yeah, no. See, no, yeah. Okay, so Frontierland is one of my top ones because it's two rides I like and it has Country Bear Jamboree and it has Mm. Pecos Bill. So those four things right there makes Frontierland number one. I'm just saying it has four things I like. Okay, okay, okay. So those four things make Frontierland my number one. Okay. What about So what else you got? Oh, yeah. I was I was thinking we'd all say our ones first. Okay. Oh, well, okay. Jen, do you have your one? Uh, Adventureland. I just like the theming of it the most. Okay, how about you, Chris? Man, that's tough. Um, I think mine would have to be Fantasyland. I I love dark rides, and it's got a bunch of dark rides back there. Okay. Oh, some people are in chat are sharing too, which is really cool. I like that. Uh, my number one is going to be Main Street. I really like Main Street. I mean, it's like. <sighs> You know, remember, I remember we did the history on Main Street. We had Tim, uh, Disney Imagineer Timmy Brennan on the show. Mm-hmm. And I said, Alex, we're going to do Main Street. And he was kind of like, there's not that. What are you talking yes. about Main Street? It's not that much history. And there's like a bunch of really cool stuff on Main Street. Not only that, yeah. I mean, it's right there. You're starting the day. 
you start on Main Street, you see the castle, it's magical, right? So that's the reason why Main Street's my number one. Wow, so we all have different number ones. How interesting that's that cool. is. That's cool. That is mm-hmm. very cool. Um, I think my number two would be Tomorrowland because I like um, Monsters, Inc., Lath Floor. I like um, the roller coaster. Why am I forgetting every name to everything? Like, <laughs> I, I couldn't remember any names. Because you've been laughing too hard. Oxygen deprivation. So, um, I like Space Mountain. And uh, so Tomorrowland is my number two. And then to round up my number three, I think would be uh, Fantasyland, another roller coaster. Okay. How about you, Jen? My number two is going to be Tomorrowland, Um, just basically because, again, I like theming, and that's the place I have probably the most memories of um, being a kid. And then I would say my third is probably, um, let's see, hmm, Liberty Square, probably. Oh, yeah. Wow, really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, just because it has my favorite ride. Oh, yeah. Haunted Mansion is great. Okay. How about you, Chris? So Frontierland would be my number two. Again, I like the old fashioned. Magic Kingdom is my favorite park because it has all the old fashioned things in it. You got the, mm-hmm. you know, Country Bear Jamboree. It doesn't get much better than Country Bear Jamboree. And um, Frontierland, the theming there is awesome. Uh, just like fun, just, you know, old fashioned fun. And then Liberty Square is my number three, again, because of Haunted Mansion. But I also do like the Hall of Presidents. I did the Hall of Presidents for the first time. Uh, when I went there back in 2017. And it, it was really cool to just see all the presidents in one spot. Uh, I just thought that was, the, I'm a history major, I have a history degree, so I kind of like that stuff. But I, there's nothing more exciting for me than seeing the Haunted Mansion. And I love that little gift shop, Memento Mori. So I, I really like that area a lot. And that is a really cool gift shop. I like that gift yeah. shop too. How about you, Joe? So my, my number two is gonna be Adventureland, right? I think that's, I mean, it has pirates, jungle uh-huh. cruise, right? Good rides. I like the theming in there. Um, and then my third one's gonna be Frontierland. I like Frontierland because I like, you know, Big Thunder. And I also like Pecos Bill. I mean, Pecos Bill is mm-hmm. probably one of my favorite restaurants to eat yep. at Magic Kingdom. So I'm gonna go with uh, Frontierland. Uh, what do you think Niels is gonna say? What's his number one? I just think, what do you think his number Frontierland one is? Frontierland is his number one. Frontierland is his mm-hmm. number one. You, Chris, you agree with that? I'm actually going to say Main Street USA is his number one. I'm going to say his number one is actually Tomorrowland. Okay. Ooh. Okay, I give you my favorite Magic Kingdom lens. It's a difficult choice, but I think I put Adventureland to number three. Just because it has different looks than the Adventureland here in Paris, with iconic tiki room structure, uh, for instance. I also like Jungle Cruise and Dole Whips. Frontierland is my number two, as the Wild West theme is really appealing to me, and Big Thunder is one of my favorites. The Paris version of Frontierland is better, I think, but I love the overall atmosphere of both. And lastly, my number one, Fantasyland. I don't think all of Fantasyland looks perfect, and I actually think that, well, classic Fantasyland looks better here in Paris Paris as well. But in Magic Kingdom, Fantasyland has more rides uh, for us to explore, and I adore the leveled up theming. Uh, and rides of the new Fantasyland area with uh, Winnie the Pooh, Be Our Guest Restaurant, uh, the Mermaid area, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and especially that Mine Train that is, well, it's too short, but I love the combination of, well, a coaster and a dark ride. It's uh, it's just fabulous. Well, and don't buy Elsa a balloon uh, when you're in Fantasyland. Uh, it's a waste of money, as uh, I guess you will let it go. Till next time. Oh, jeez. Oh, Niels. Oh, Niels. Oh, man. I didn't... Tomorrowland wasn't even on his top three list. Oh, my gosh. What a big fail for me. 
<laughs> but I, you know, that's one of the parks I really do want to go there is Paris because they do the theming all out. I think their theming is better yes. than over here for sure. I think they have the best castle. Yes, I love that they can go underneath the castle, it's see so the dragon cool. and all that. He just put up a picture of the. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. The dragons underneath, but he just put up a picture of the uh, landscaping and how they have like the square shaped trees yes. and stuff. It just looks like it's something. Yeah, you know, magical. It's cool. Yep. <laughs> Hey, I'm Joe from the Diz His. And I'm Nick from Sandpiper Vacations. We will be teaming up to give one of the best travel experiences ever. I am a travel agent with Sandpiper Vacations. We are able to book any vacation destination around the world, including Disney, cruises, and all-inclusive resorts. We have been working here at the Diz His to become travel agents. And with our knowledge of the parks, we want to plan the best Disney trip for you. Using us as a travel agent, we are updated on the latest and greatest information about all of the destinations. We can help save you time, stress, and sometimes some money. Using our services costs you absolutely nothing. It is completely free to you, and we are happy to assist you with giving you more value for your trip. So if you're looking to book your next Disney trip, go to DizHiz.com. Check out DizHiz Destinations on the very top. What did you guys do in this week at Disney, Jen? We kind of did something kind of together, so we can just kind of share this, right? Go ahead. Yeah. You want to start with us? No, nah, you can go ahead. Go ahead, Jen. Yeah, we can us? start with us. Yeah. Okay. So our big thing is we were able to to book our summer vacation. So we'll be on the fantasy. We'll give a full report on that. And when we come nice. back in June. Yeah. So, seven days on the awesome. fantasy. I'm going to finally get the last ship that I need for the Grand Slam, which I'm super excited about. Is this your first seven-day cruise? No. Alaska was seven days. Oh, right. okay. And I'm going to tell you that there are like tons of deals on Alaska cruises. And I, I really wanted to go back, but I took the hit and sacrificed it so Joe could get his grand slam. Just saying. <laughs> I really wanted to go on the fantasy. And thank you for that, Jen. I do appreciate it. Right. Uh, also, we've also talked about pacing. I need to pace myself. Right. Yes. Uh, I was actually over at Jen's house last night and she was like making a brownie. And I almost didn't eat the brownie until they forced me to eat the brownie. Right. So you can just imagine, you know, we're holding him down. He's pinned down and Nick is like, you know, <laughs> got his full fist down his throat, shoving a brownie in there. No, I need to prepare. I need to, seven days is a long time on the ship. It's a Dude, lot of food for me to a, eat. That's right? a lot of food to eat. Yes. It's First not a night, matter. It's pacing. You don't need five lasagnas. You try one Jenny. because you've been on enough ships and you know you're going back. Th- the, is, the issue is, is you just Five don't lasagnas? get rid of food if you have it. Like, I'm not going to like if I'm like, hey, can I have a lasagna? And then I and then they give me another one because they're good at service. I'm not going to let, let I'm not gonna let them throw away three ports of lasagna. Like, I'm just not going to do it. The problem runs into if you don't finish your plate, they or you don't make a big dent in it. They think that something's wrong. And so they're just yeah. like frantically trying to make it right. And you're like, no, man, I, I just don't want to gain 20 pounds this week. So and look, Steve's in chat. Yes, we need five lasagnas. Don't don't talk that nonsense. That's nonsense. No, we need five lasagnas. You don't need. They're so sick when they're done with that brunch. They are so sick. I was not sick that day. It was like two days later. I was sick, sick that night. <laughs> no, I was. I was fine. I was fine that day. It was like two days. I, it kind of caught up with me. Um, but first night we're gonna go try to do the the ice cream challenge, right? 
Oh, the there you night. go. Not the last night. You we'll learn from see. your so, mistakes. Yeah, but no, it's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to go on the cruise. I also also went to Fort Wilderness uh, this past weekend. Met some friends out there. We had a good time. Ate a Geyser Point. Uh, oh, like nice. A, they have like a new menu. There's like a couple new sandwiches, and I had the chicken. It was like a sweet, spicy chicken sandwich, Ooh, which was really, really good. That sounds uh, The fries good. out there are delicious, I think so. I we kind of walked around the property, saw some of the cabins, um, and there, there were so many bunnies out there. We saw like 10 bunnies. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we saw bunnies and bats. Bunnies and bats. Bunnies and bats. <laughs> yep. be, no bears? So. <laughs> no bears. No bears. No, no bears. Jen, did you do anything else? Uh, Moon Knight, uh, just finished that. It's almost like a given that, you know, I'm literally finishing it up, throwing my, you know, the rest of my dinner in the trash and running in here to start the podcast. So Moon Knight was good. It was. How was it? Did um, they end it? Did they wrap it up good? Um, yeah, well, there's the debate that we were having is, is that the way that it ended, it had, there has to be a season two. And my, um, my college kid was saying that she thought that there was supposed to be, but, um, I don't know. I didn't get a chance to look anything up. I liked how it ended. Um, it was, uh, it was just, it's, it's one of my top Marvel shows really and they just wow. did such a good job and oscar isaac was just amazing and i just i really enjoyed it all the way through and that's it for me okay. what about you alex cool. i didn't do anything this week in disney the only thing i did was watch um turning red again i actually again I, we've watched it probably once every other day or so in my house but at work the kids got to pick out a movie and they picked out turning red and they watched it at work as well and uh man that that um I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but that song from Turning Red, the boy band song, it's a good song. It's a good boy band <laughs> song. Like it gets in your head. It makes you want to dance. You know the words because it's so repetitive. It's a good boy band song. How about you, Chris? So I just posted a couple pictures in the chat. Um, this is I didn't do much in the week at Disney, but I did find these. So Emily's grandparents are moving. So we're going through all their stuff. They're having a big yard sale. And they did a lot of traveling. And I guess Disney World was one of their you know favorite spots to go. So back these look like back maybe from the 80s. They're these little souvenir spoons. And I just love retro Disney things. So the one spoon is uh, it says Walt Disney World. And the other one is from Epcot. So it's got the World Showcase on the spoon part. And then uh, Walt Disney World in Germany. So I thought those were kind of cool. Cool. So yeah. I'm gonna hold on to those myself. I also got some cool like vintage Mickey and Minnie um glasses to drink out of glassware. So uh that was pretty neat to come across that. I also I I don't know if I talked about this last week, but on the other podcast that I'm on, the No New Friends podcast, I got to interview um Carlos Navarro, who played one of the tracksuit mafia members on Hawkeye. Um, so I that was Disney-esque since it's uh, on Disney yes. Plus. He was a really cool guy. That interview is actually coming out May 8th. So I think after uh, when this episode airs, the, the interview will be out. He was a really cool guy. Really, really nice. And um, he was just as surprised as everybody else that, that the tracksuit mafia became such like a, a fan favorite of the of the show. You guys ready to end it? Yep. Yes. OK. So that's the his on Disney's Pop Century Resort. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. I'm Chris. Thanks for listening and have a magical week. Please follow us on all social media by searching DizHis65. Share us and subscribe to our podcast to get the latest show when it is available. If you want to help us out, get tips, get your memories shared on the podcast, see pictures and videos of what we are up to at the parks, join our goof troop on Patreon.com. 
and search for Diz His.